This is Dr. Bob Patton. Welcome to Making Much of His Mission. His mission, of course, is to see many come to Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says, All have sinned and come short of the glory of God, so we can't be with Jesus Christ. The Bible says further, The wages of sin is death. We are separated from Him and ultimately will go to hell. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. He gives us this as a gift. We can't earn it, but we can receive it. For as many as received him, to them gave he power to become children of God. So as we receive Jesus Christ, he comes into our life, gives us his life, which is eternal life, and allows us to spend eternity with him. That is ultimately his mission. Let us all yield totally to the Lord Jesus Christ and accept him as our personal Savior. And now, the message for today. Welcome to Making His Mission My Mission. Today we want to look at the question, Is Jesus Really God? In the Gospel of John is written the following, And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written, that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. That, by the way, brothers and sisters, is why when translators come and they want to translate two Bible chapters, I should say books, of the New Testament, often they will choose John as one of them. Because it's written so that we would know that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that we might believe in him. Is Jesus truly God? I can remember my own personal struggles with this. When I was, uh, before I was saved, when I was in Africa, I used to read the Bible every day, and I'd read some from Matthew, and then Mark, and then Luke, and then I'd jump over John, go to Acts, you said, well, why did you do that? Because I was at least, although I wasn't very smart, uh, spiritually I was smart enough to know that if John was true, then Jesus was God, and if Jesus was God, then I needed to submit to him, and I wanted to run my own life. And I think that that is a situation with many of us. I've seen many people come, and finally, as they understand what Christianity is all about, they come almost persuaded, and then they back off because they don't want to give their lives over to someone else. Well, the disciples themselves had trouble knowing whether Jesus was God. They were with him for three years, and just before he went to the Mount of Transfiguration, he asked them a couple important questions. He said, who do men say that I am? And so they said, well, some people say you're John the Baptist raised from the dead. Of course, he had been killed by that time. Or you're Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. But he said, but who do you say that I am? Whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, you're right. He said, this was not given to you by flesh and blood. The Father himself revealed this to you, Peter, but you're right. And later, the thing that made it very clear to all the disciples was the resurrection of the, of the dead. And this is why when they preached, you'll find that the early sermons always referred to Jesus being resurrected from the dead. Romans chapter 1. 
first four verses. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, which he hath promised aforehand by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who was made of the seed of David according to the flesh, and then get this, and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection of the dead. Now, when Jesus first appeared to all his disciples together at the upper room, one man was not there, and that was Thomas. And he said, unless I see the nail prints in his hands, put my hand in his side, I will not believe. Notice that that's a decision of the will. A week later, uh, Jesus showed up, and uh, the, when Thomas saw him, he was there. Then he said, Thomas, come. He said, put your hands in, my, in the holes in my hands and uh, put the uh, thrust in your side, and Jesus, and Paul, I'm sorry, and then Thomas answered him, saying, My Lord and my God. And Jesus said, Blessed are those who see and believe, but more blessed are those who do not see and yet still believe, based on truth, and that blessing is for you and for me. Also, before he died, Jesus had many conversations and controversies with the Pharisees and Sadducees, as well as the Herodians. <clears throat> and after these, he confronted them with a question. He said the following, Matthew 21 through 46, While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus answered, asked them, saying, What think ye of Christ? Whose son is he? They said unto him, The son of David. He saith unto them, How then does David in the Spirit call him Lord, saying, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand, till I make thine enemies thy footstool. If David called him Lord, how is he then his son? And no man was able to answer him a word, neither durst any man from that day forth ask him any questions. Jesus himself pointed to the Old Testament scriptures about himself. For example, the day that he rose from the dead, he joined two disciples going to Emmaus and asked them what was going on. And they said, uh, haven't you heard about Jesus, a man of prophet of Nazareth? Uh, we thought he was the Messiah, but he died. And then he goes on to say, O fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Jesus, I'm sorry, Christ, to have suffered these things and entered into his glory. And then beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. Now, I'm not quite sure what scriptures he used, but I suspect he used Isaiah 7.14, Therefore shall the Lord himself give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, that by the way means God with us. Isaiah 9, 6, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and a name shall be called Wonderful. Counselor, get this, the Mighty God, get this, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Per, perhaps he talked about Second Samuel 7, where God gave special promises to David 
about the coming Messiah. And of course, Christ was from the line of David. Maybe he referred to Micah 5 too, where it says that the Messiah shall be born in Bethlehem and is, uh, he shall be from everlasting beginnings. And of course, that referred to him. Perhaps he referred to uh, Daniel chapter 9, verses 24 to 27, where it talked about the time that the Messiah would be born. And you could figure out from the number of years that it expired that the time was then. And particularly, he may have ex explained Isaiah 53, 3 to 10, which is perhaps the clearest explanation of the reason of the death of Jesus and how he fulfilled it and how he was crucified, dead, buried, and raised again, as well as referring to Psalm 22, where it talks about the crucifixion and that they would gamble for his clothes, and Zechariah chapter 11, verse 12 to 13, where it said that he would be sold for 30 pieces of silver, which would be thrown to the potter in the house of the Lord, and they took the money and bought a potter's field. All of these verses and many others refer to the Lord Jesus, showing that he is indeed the Messiah that is to come. Furthermore, he identified himself clearly as God in the New Testament, as the Messiah, and also claimed things that would show that he was equal with God. At the time that he had a, a conversation with the woman at the well, in John chapter, uh, chapter 4, verse 26, she said, we know when the Messiah comes, he'll show us all things. He said, I'm the Messiah. He claimed to be the I am of Exodus 3, the name of Jehovah, uh, Yahweh. In John eight fifty-eight to 59, Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. Then they took up stones to cast at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going out of the midst of them, and so passed by. Why do they want to stone him for blasphemy? In John chapter 5, verses 17 and following, he said a number of things. He said, Jesus answered, My father worketh hitherto, and I work. Therefore the Jews sought the more to kill him, because he had not only broken the Sabbath, but said he was that God was his father, making himself equal to God. Three, uh, two verses later, in John 5.20, he said the following, For as the Father loveth the Son, and showeth him all things that he doeth, he will show him greater works than these, that you may marvel. So he knows what God knows. He is equal with God in the power. For as the Father raised up the dead and quickened them, even so the Son quickeneth whom he will, that is, raising the dead. He is equal to God in honor. John 5:22 and 23 for the father judgeth no man but hath committed all judgment to the son that all men should honor the son even as they honor the father and so those like the Jehovah's witnesses who would say that Jesus is the son of God but not God the son they are not honoring him as the father does he that honoreth not the son honoreth not the father which has sent me in John chapter 10 begin with verse 30. He claims to be one with God. I and my Father are one. Then the Jews took uh, up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, Many good works have I shown you for my Father. For which of these works do you stone me? The Jews answered him, saying, For a good work stone we not, but for blasphemy. And because thou, being a man, makest thyself God. 
The book of John shows us seven marks, the great seven I am's of Jesus showing that he's God. I am the bread of life. I am the door of the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the resurrection and the life, and so forth. Before the Sanhedrin, he was tried. Matthew chapter 26, beginning with verse uh, 62. And the high priest arose and said unto him, Answerest thou nothing? What is it that these witness against thee? But Jesus held his, priest, his peace. rather. And the high priest answered and said unto him, I adjure thee by the living God that thou tellest whether thy be the Christ, the Son of God, Jesus saith unto him, Thou hast said. In other words, you, you're right. Nevertheless, I say unto you, Hereafter shall ye see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. Double claims to deity. The high priest rent his clothes, saying, He hath spoken blasphemy. What, need further, what further need have we of witnesses? Behold, ye have heard his blasphemy. What think ye? They answered and said, He is guilty of death. So they take him to Pilate, and they accuse him. John nineteen seven, The Jews answered and said, We have a law, and by our law he ought to die, because he made himself the Son of God. Now, brothers and sisters, this is a very, very brief overview of some of the proofs that Jesus is the Son of God. The Bible says that he is the creator of the universe in John 1. 1 through 3. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Then in verse 3, all things were made by him, and without him was nothing made that was made. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 15 to 17, not only does is he the creator, but he is the preserver. In him all things hold together. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 2 and 3 says the same. He also claimed to be the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. In both Revelation 1, 18 and 2, 8, and that is the same claim that Jehovah God makes in Isaiah. And because we can know Jesus, we can know God. The night before his crucifixion, he said this to the disciples, beginning with verse 5 in chapter 14. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye had known me, ye should know, have known my Father also. From henceforth ye know him, and have seen him. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it suffices us. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long with you, and yet thou knowest uh, not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou? Show us the Father. Well, brothers and sisters, this is a terribly important thing. If Jesus is God, and God cannot lie, then we need to listen to Jesus and obey his commands and believe all his promises. If Jesus is God, he has never sinned. Then his death is a satisfaction for all our sins. If Jesus is God, and he has eternal life, as he says he does, and he comes to live in us, he will give us also this eternal life as a present possession. If Jesus is God, and he lives in us, and he lives through us, as we yield to him, 
and obey him, we can live lives pleasing to God, not through our power, but through his power. And finally, brothers and sisters, if you are not saved and Jesus of God and calls us to himself, we need to accept him both as Lord and Savior. How can we turn down a gracious offer of salvation made at such tremendous cost, made by God himself? May the Lord abundantly bless you. And a final reminder, what we cannot do in our own strength, he can do through us. So as we try to apply what we've learned today, let us yield it to him and ask him to live his life through us. And once again, this is Dr. Bob Patton from Making Much of His Missions, wishing you a blessed day. God bless you.